Hello and welcome back to the Reformed Affections podcast. Today we're going to be looking at repentance and its role in the Christian life. And so we're going to begin with seeing that repentance is foundational to the Christian life. During Peter's sermon in Acts chapter 2, during verse 38, we see that Peter says, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So Peter, being asked by the crowd that he was preaching to, Brethren, what shall we do? He responded with, Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. So we see that repentance and baptism are both foundational to the Christian faith. So to become a Christian, we place our faith in Christ for our forgiveness of all our sins. And in turning to Christ, we are turning away from our sinful life. Our old life that did not desire to live in the way that God has commanded, but actually to live contrary to his law, to enjoy sin daily, and to live in that way of life is to live contrary to what God has commanded of us. And so to become a Christian, we place our faith in Christ and turn away from our sin. But when we repent, we're not just turning away from our sin. We are also turning to God and the way of life that he demands of us, which we can see in his law, his way of, of setting about how man should live as a way conforming to the ideal way. But in this repentance, we're not saved by the act of repentance, and repentance is not something that actually earns our forgiveness, but those who sincerely believe in Christ, what he has done for us, being new men and women in Christ, we now desire to live holy lives, to fight against our sin. And when we are Christians, we become Christians and we see the ruin and corruption of sin, and we see the reality that Christ came and bore the guilt of our sin and died on the cross, we again begin to see sin for how sinful it is. We look at the law of God, we look at our daily life, and we see how far short we fall from God's standard and we see sin as this great corruption in the life of humanity. We see it as so contrary to God and so contrary to the way that he has commanded us to live that we begin to well up with a rage against it, we hate it. And this is how we come to repentance. We come into a place of repentance because being new men and women in Christ we no longer desire sin, we no longer love sin or enjoy it, we now hate sin. And even though we daily partake in sin, as Christians, we come back to this self-inquiry, we look at our actions, and it causes us to hate and d detest our own actions, our own weakness. And this is where repentance comes in. This is when we turn away from it because of our hate for it, and we turn to God. And so repentance is foundational to Christianity. And this is our act of turning to God away from our old way of life. But what does it mean to repent? In Ezekiel 14 verse 6, it says, Therefore say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, Repent, turn away from your idols, and turn your faces away from all your abominations. So when we repent, we're evaluating our lives, seeing all of the corruption and sin that we commit daily and rooting it out, turning away from it, trying to kill the sin that would condemn us, the sin that Christ died for. 
So self-inquiry is crucial to repentance. But we need to understand that repentance is actually an evangelical grace. What does that mean? Well, it means that repentance actually has its root in what God's in God's work for us, and it doesn't find its beginning or root in us. See, in Zechariah 12, verse 10, it says, And I will pour on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Then they will look on me whom they pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son, and grieve for him as one grieves for a firstborn. So repentance finds its its beginning in the work of God and he will pour his spirit on us and it will cause us to look on Christ who we pierced because of our sin and will cause us to mourn for him and grieve for him. And so when we come to repentance, it's not so much as just hating sin and its punishment that it is bring upon us and, and we deserve, but it's actually grieving and mourning over Christ and what it caused to happen to Christ. And so we receive the spirit of grace, that Holy Spirit, we have faith in God, faith in Christ, and our repentance flows from that fact. It does not cause us to be Christians, but it is absolutely necessary to being a Christian. And so in repentance, we are despising our sin. We are turning away from those idols. We're turning our faces away from all those abominations. And we're looking on Christ, heartbroken, mourning, grieving that we have caused the death of the Son of God on the cross because of our sinful actions, our sinful way of life. So why do we repent? Why should we repent? Well, in Joel chapter 2, verses 12 to 13, we have a call to repentance. Now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. And so we find there that simply we are commanded to repent. God has given us his rich mercy and grace by sending his only begotten son to die for our sin. Not only do we owe him allegiance by nature as he is our creator and sovereign ruler, but more so now because he is our redeemer, and our sustainer. See, repentance is good. Self-inquiry is good. In repentance, we're daily looking to become better people, better Christians. To turn from sin is, is a virtue. Denying sinful lusts is a virtue. These are things that are actually worth pursuing. To deny sin, to deny lust, and to follow after God is a good thing. Regardless of what the world tells us, to pursue sin it's not, it's not good. It's not a virtue to pursue sin. To pursue corruption is, is ruin. It's not, it's not a virtue. It's not something we should be proud of or, or endorse or encourage in other people. See, sin would have sent us to hell in an eternal punishment because of its unholy and unrighteous nature. But God has redeemed us to an eternal blessedness. And we should listen to his commands on how to live a, live a life set to honour that. See, Christ, uh, Christ came... And bore our sins on the cross. So that we can be redeemed to a life that is in, of an eternal blessedness with him. We've been redeemed, saved from that place of eternal punishment. Where we would be faced with the wrath of God. And righteously wrath for place with it. Because we do deserve 
because of our sin, that punishment that Christ bore, and he's redeemed us from that. So why do we repent? We repent because of that truth, because of that fact, that Christ came and died in our place on the cross for our sins. That is why we deny sin as we go throughout this life. We start to deny sin because we hate what it has caused. We hate what it does. We hate its its it's it's dwelling in us. We hate how weak it makes us. And we hate how it causes us to walk away and walk contrary to the law of God, walks away from that life of holiness and causes us to live in unrighteousness, which Christ died for. But how do we repent? In Psalm 51, verses 3 through 5, it says, For I acknowledge my transgressions. My sin is always before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me. So we have a little recipe for repentance in this psalm. Repenting begins with acknowledging what we have done wrong. It says, for I acknowledge my transgressions. We see what we have done wrong. We, we completely own up to it. We acknowledge that we've done wrong and that we have done wrong against God. And a helpful way of doing this self-inquiry is to compare our behavior against God's holy law and see how flawed we are. Because this is where repentance will begin. Seeing that we need to repent because of things we have done is where we begin. And we need to then recognize after we've acknowledged our sin, we need to recognize that this sin is not against a man who is also sinful, but against a holy God, a perfect God, a righteous God, a just God, the judge of the universe. And he will judge in righteousness, and our sins demand his righteous punishment. And this is where we see the need for Christ, and this is where we grow in our thankfulness for Christ as Christians. Because we are through and through sinful. And so we must recognize this and not downplay our sin as if we aren't really that bad compared to others. We're all sinful. We deserve God's wrath and he will be blameless when he judges us guilty. He'll be blameless when he judges you guilty for your sin if you're outside of Christ. We read before in Joel 2 that God requires us to rend our hearts, not rend our garments. See, it was custom in those days to tear garments at times of mourning at times of loss, like we find in Job. But God requires not an outward show of mourning, of grief, but an inward reality. He requires that our sin break over the corruption of our sin and over the punishment that it entails. We must hate our sin, we must despise unrighteousness and completely, daily, pursue righteousness. So we repent when we acknowledge our sin, hate our sin, not only for its punishment that it brings upon us, but because of its ungodly nature. And we turn to God with a heart broken over our sinfulness, desiring godliness and denying sin in our lives. And in Romans 6.4, the Apostle Paul tells us, Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in newness of life. When we become Christians and we exercise this repentance, we do so 
because it is firstly our duty, but it's also a reality. We become followers of Christ. We're buried with him in baptism. We're a new man. The old man has died. It's been buried in baptism with Christ. We're reborn in Christ. And the reality of that new life is shown in us living a new life. We're not the same person as we were before we became Christians. Repentance shows this. Our heart is broken at our sin. Instead of pursuing sin, we, we, try, we actively seek to deny it, to destroy it in our lives, to kill its remaining power in us. And before Christ, we can all acknowledge that we loved sin. We acted it in sin, we enjoy it daily. But after we see and receive that truth of Christ, that he came and bore our punishment on the cross and died for us in our place for the judgment that we deserved, we see that sin is no longer enjoyable. It's disgusting to us. We may enjoy it briefly every day, which I'm sure we can all say we do. And yet at the end of the day, when we look back at it, when we self-inquire, that very same sin which we enjoyed in that moment in time causes us to hate and have an active disgust towards our own weak flesh. Because we see that remaining corruption. We believe wholeheartedly that Christ died on the cross for us, that we have been redeemed to a new life, we will be inheriting an eternal blessedness with him in that blessed union. But in this life, in this time, we still have this weak flesh, which has some kind of bent disposition towards sin. And it causes us to hate and abhor our own condition. But what it can also do is teach us to grow in a thankfulness for Christ and what he has done for us. Because we're not trapped in this sinful body going on to take on eternal punishment but we're going on to an eternal blessedness because of the redemption that is in Christ for all of those who believe in him and so we can grow in thankfulness over this fact but it does cause us to hate and cause a disgust in us towards our own weakness and our own flesh and yet this is a daily duty of a Christian to walk actively in a new life that Christ has redeemed us to and in this daily effort of self-inquiry repentance, we continue to grow in thankfulness for what Christ has done for us on the cross, redeeming us and paying for the depth of our sin in his sin sinless life. And so we must say with the psalmist in Psalm 32, 5, I acknowledged my sin to you and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin, Salah. Let us with the psalmist be able to say daily that we have acknowledged our sin, that we have confessed our sin, and embraced the forgiveness found in Christ to renew our spirits in his grace daily. So let us take up this work of repentance daily as Christians, denying our sins, denying the flesh, and trying to walk in a life that honours the sacrifice of Christ and the new life that we have been redeemed to. Amen.